You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And we have Romeo in the building, as well as Mr. Producer. Are you joining us? You're just gonna just be this disembodied voice that speaks from time to time. That's what you usually do. Why? Why are you acting surprised? Disem- disembodied. <laughs> I'm joining you. <laughs> you see, <laughs> Romeo, how are you? What up, what up people? This is I'm good. A, I'm a good. New addition to I don't know. To, to this episode, we'll say. Yeah. Skip it to this episode. <laughs> we don't want to scare you off either. You're welcome to come back. <laughs> um, should we should we get Roman to tell people about himself? That's that's not a bad idea. Okay. Oh wow. Just a little, half a second. Okay. So, <laughs> Romeo, I am a. I work at, at K Media. The way you're looking at him like, is that the correct thing? Is that the correct thing to say? Uh, But anyway, yeah. So, (laughs) I am a storyteller. I I love stories. I I use the medium of film Mm. to tell stories. Nice. nice, Um, nice. That's what I've been doing for the past 10 years. Awesome. Um, Prior to that, I used to use dance Mm. to tell stories. Yeah, dancer. Yeah. Do you still dance, though? No, I left. Okay. I got injured. Uh-huh. So that's what sort of made me the injury was so bad I couldn't even walk. I so. just need to interview. He's being so humble. Romeo was part of the award-winning Rolex. Wow! Let's just put it up there. Okay. We know this. Yeah, we know this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But you can still bust. You can still bust a couple of moves, right? Oh yeah, no, we could break it down. Yeah. Um. Father of two. Hey. Father of two. Oh, nice. Husband to one. Wow. Do you know that pause really like <laughs> that? That was not a good place to put a pause. Is she going to listen in? Because I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be happy with that pause, man. Just saying. No, no. She, she don't understand. Worry, we'll sort it out. We'll <laughs> remove sure. that pause. And choose my words wisely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's me. Awesome. 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 Happy to have you here. So today, everyone's looking at me because they actually don't really know what the topic is. Today we're having an uns... No, well, no, not even you know. Today we're having an unscripted dialogue about just living in this beautiful country of ours. We're in Zimbabwe, for those who don't know. And um, this is not a Zimbabwe-specific problem. I think Christians everywhere face this problem. Um... And I think it's also made worse by our culture as well. So we'll see how we'll navigate this subject. But I'm talking about being nice. Like as Christians, generally, we're supposed to be nice people, I suppose. <laughs> like people think of us as, you know, like Flanders from The Simpsons. Like he's just this nice neighbor and always happy, always chirpy, always looking on the bright side, always positive. Can't really make him angry. He's unflappable kind of thing. But we, because of our wanting to be nice, we also don't like to rock the boat. We don't like to be controversial. We don't like to really say exactly what we're thinking. We don't like to give very honest feedback for fear of hurting people's feelings. But is that actually what a Christian is supposed to do? Like when someone wrongs you or 
gives you subpar service, we think the Christian thing is just forgive and be like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. But wouldn't the Christian thing to do be to be like, excuse me, it's really bad. And I think you should change A, B, C, D for the sake of your own business. Thank you. Have a good day. Like, which is the Christian response there? I feel like you just ambushed me with that. (laughs) I did. Yeah. Uh, Wow. No, it's an interesting topic because this is a conversation I was having with some guys earlier in the week, actually, just about the way that we are. Well, that it was largely within an African context. Yeah. That is it that other a business context actually. That is is it why is it that when you travel to other places there's a certain sense of um upfrontness mm-hmm. and candor that comes with the way people do things. Whereas here we tend to be very indirect about stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think it masks itself as niceness, but really there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background as well, where people don't really confront things. And then now people have a lot of unsaid grievances. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't like Romeo because, but I'm not going to tell him. I'm I'm never going to have the conversation with him. But deep down, I'm just like, ah, this one's a wacko. (laughs) Right. So coming back to Christians, I don't know, man. Like, I'm supposed to be nice though. We. I don't know. It's not written no, anyway. Where is to say thou shalt be nice? No, like I don't know where we got that idea from. That we need to be nice. Does everything have to say thou shalt? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think maybe when they described Jesus as meek and mild, people got the wrong idea about what that means. It doesn't mean like he's a walkover or a doormat. That's really not Dude, what it means. Called people brood of vipers. He used to call people dogs. and uh, no wait, he was called Beelzebub. He didn't call people that. Uh, but did he? No, he wasn't called. Yeah. People called him people that. Called yeah. Him that yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he called people dogs. You know the crazy, <laughs> the, the woman, crazy one for me is dog. when when somebody refers to um, uh, King Herod and is like and is like go and tell that fox. The fox yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> that <laughs> like, just call the guy a fox. I don't even remember that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jesus wasn't exactly he the most PC. Call out the PC Pharisees. Guy, ah, dude was turning over tables, guy. He wasn't we PC. Called Peter Satan. So. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> so, what, where, but where do you think this idea of niceness comes from? Where, where, where was that? I think out maybe of? that verse. P- PK, you need to come through with the actual verses. <laughs> we shall test your Bible knowledge. <laughs> But that one that says in every, well, try your best to live peaceably with all yes. men. Mm. Maybe that's mm. where we get it from. Could you, ugh, we're just supposed to be these people who are peacekeepers yeah. as opposed to peacemakers. And I think the two require a very different What's skill set. A peacemaker, to make peace, you have to have some very uncomfortable conversations in order to bring about reconciliation. Whereas a peacekeeper may just keep quiet for the sake of not ruffling right. feathers or not making things awkward. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's so what I think the difference we, is. Which one are we called? Though? Makers. Makers. Yeah. Mm. As far as I know, I think that's what the Bible says. Yes, it says so. <laughs> but then, now, yeah, I need to investigate that verse to see what the Greek word actually <laughs> Oh, here we go. Say. Yeah, Does I mean... really say makers or, or keepers. keepers. But anyway, but the actual text in the English says makers. makers. What's that song? Yeah. Lord, make us instruments yeah. of your peace. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it says make in English, but you know how it is with translations. Anyway, yeah. yeah. yeah but peace comes, no, wonder <laughs> fest, yeah. and then afterwards, <laughs> there's peace. 
<laughs> you don't just wake up in this peace. Yeah. But isn't it stemming from an issue of self-preservation? Most because probably. Because, yeah, yeah, you are coming... I mean, based off what I've seen, a lot of people cannot handle conflict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So what will happen is, uh, let's say with, with, with Keep, yeah. we have, during working hours, we have some altercation. And, you know, because I know myself, I know, look, hey, if I lose my temper here, Mm. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you know, you're trying to keep an image of a Christian, mm. you know, as 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 how we perceive it in our minds. Mm-hmm. And but yeah. So what then happens is I'll avoid it as I'll avoid conflict as much as possible. Yeah. Right to the end, you know, I will take the blows if whatever blows they are. Mm. Um and at the end of the day, I I feel at times it leaves things worse than they actually meant to be, yeah. than, than actually saying things out mm-hmm. for the fear of upsetting or yeah. disturbing the peace. Yeah. I do think to some extent we are meant to be, I don't know if nice is the right word, but... Kind? Both peacemakers and peacekeepers, mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if if you're forced to carry um, a centurion's or a soldier's uh, luggage one mile, go two miles, you know what I mean? Even though you're being forced to do that, um, go the extra mile, that sort of thing. Just being extra nice, for lack of a better word. I think there's there's a way of maintaining the peace without without aggravating the other party because then you then lose the chance to win that person mm. if you're then trying to be resistant or just trying to be, you know, um, for lack of a better word, disorder. <laughs> or just unreasonable. Mm. Even, you know, reasonably so. But still, there's that... There, I guess there's, um, it's a case-by-case case, um, sort of thing where you yeah. have to kind of judge, okay, what's the best thing here? Should mm-hmm. I keep the peace or make the peace here? Mm. What's the best in this scenario? Because, you know, Jesus was smacked, he was spat on and all that, but he kept the peace. Mm. He could have made the That's peace. an interesting way to put it. So perhaps it... Ordered the angels to come in, but order. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps it varies and it's dependent on, I guess, the context. Yeah. So for example... If keeping keeping peace is happening at the expense of relationship or of important things being addressed because we're scared that uh, we'll stir the pot, rock the boat, or you know, but then the long term consequences of that are things are going to fester, things are not really going to get mm-hmm. dealt with, mm-hmm. and in the long term, uh, relationships get destroyed or affected then I think that could be problematic. I've seen this. <clears throat> so I, I go, the church that I go to is very multi, multi-racial, multicultural. Take up a silent. <laughs> Produce. Okay, is mine on silent. Okay. <laughs> so the church that I go to is very multicultural, multiracial, and all of that. But And often what I find 
interesting. This is actually, <laughs> it's just very interesting to observe these things, right? So often we'll get people visiting. So you get like Americans, Germans, and people like that coming for mission trips and stuff. And just the differences in how people approach things. So for example, my pastors are American. And so they're very, they just want things done in a certain way, right? And want things done quickly and just very efficient, very upfront and honest about stuff and just have conversations, you know, just Mm. like some conversations like you're like, okay, (laughs) but conversations are had, right? Mm. And so you kind of get used to that sort of culture where you just deal with with stuff in that way. Whereas sometimes when you're dealing with um, some of our local members, simple issues can take forever to get addressed because people are like, no, but could I hear a leader? And I just don't know how to approach you. Or so people don't say stuff until you're like, Hey, why is this not done? This keyboard has been dead for however long. Sorry. And why did no one say, ah, no, I wanted to, but then I just didn't know. Or the day that I wanted to talk to you, you were like in a bad mood. I don't know, but it's like, for some reason but then what happens is that you've got a keyboard that's not working for weeks because somebody didn't want to stir the pot as it were so maybe that does part of that not stem from our culture yeah, sometimes for sure i do think it does yeah maybe yeah I, I so something came to mind as as you were talking i remember uh, what I was telling you guys, I remember the time I was in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're this massive church. And as we got in, we were not necessarily VIP, VVIP, like, but we had sort of the VIP badges. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Asha, they were brash, like they were, you know, <laughs> but the thing is, that's how they talk, mm. you know. And I remember them asking someone, why you go sit there? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yo, why are you angry? This <laughs> <laughs> must be about Jesus. Exactly man. about Jesus. But the thing is, that's how everyone was talking. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it seems we are quite, docile, you know, yeah, I docile. I guess that's the word to use about mm. it. And it's, it could be a cultural thing more than... Um, yeah. It would be, yeah. I second that because I've noticed that even with um, I have some friends who are Debele Mm -hmm. and Debele people are very different from Shona people. Mm -hmm. They don't Mm -hmm. they don't go via via. They got that Shaka Zulu blood. (laughs) (laughs) They're quite direct. Yeah, Dewele people speak their mind and they don't mince their word or Mm -hmm. they don't cover up. Really? It's very, yeah, yeah, big that side. It's it's a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. And they find it funny, like, why do you Shona people like to beat beat around the bush? Yeah, beat around the bush Mm -hmm. and, you know, that sort of thing. So if you notice that even, like, if you have someone like that in your church, Mm. they're pretty much upfront. Like Mm. when I was leading the church, we had some people from that kind of background and they didn't beat about the bush. They would tell you, no, I'm not happy about this or Mm. this, that. So yeah, you would say they were not nice about it. Yeah. Yeah, And how would it be received? Like, would you people be like, yo, these people are just rude or would you appreciate the honest feedback? It depends. Some of us would appreciate because it's honest. 
feedback. Yeah. But some people would get offended and be like, how can they speak to the pastor like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so know. it has some sort of cultural thing to it. Yeah. But in general, to be fair, in general, Christians are generally like mm-hmm. just nice mm-hmm. to yeah. try to then, then comes the issue of gentleness, because the yeah. Bible talks about gentleness, right? Mm-hmm. That yes. it's actually part of the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. And so, in fact, I think it's Paul, one of the apostles, who says, let your gentleness be evident, evident yeah. to all. Yeah. So, if we're supposed to be gentle, even Jesus says, be as gentle as doves. Doves, doves yeah, gentle as doves. And yeah. well, is it gentle? In, okay, whatever. But, but it's, 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 it's one. Oh, it's innocent, yeah. Innocent but the point is, and wisest, so if we're supposed to be gentle... How can we balance being gentle but being strong where we need to be strong? Uh-huh. Where, where do we strike that balance? Because often if we're too gentle, then people could mistake that for, yeah. I can just walk over this person, I can yeah. borrow money from them and not return it. Mm-hmm. I can, you know what I'm trying to say? Like if, if you're walking with your wife and then someone passes a, a funny comment, as a Christian, it's just supposed to be like, ah, no, it's Tend okay. Turn the other cheek. Go, go, kick us. No, you can't do that. Bruh. I'll give you an example, a personal example. Last night, I was um, in town. I was dropping off one of our band guys in town. And somebody, so two general, so I parked. I didn't know that it was now a no parking zone. This is at night, about 7 p.m. So I park there, I'm dropping this guy off and I'm just having a conversation with him. And then these two gentlemen rock up yeah. and they're like, ah, you, where you're parked is illegal. Then I'm like, okay, since when? Then I saw the sign. I was like, sorry, I didn't see the sign. Let me move. And no, you can't move while I'm pounding your car. Oh, I know the spot. Right? I know the spot. Then I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm pounding my car. Then I was like, no, you're not impounding my car. Are you cops? Who are you? Let me see friends. Ah, not on hands. Ah, no, no, no. I'm just, just, just tell me. So we, we have this exchange. Long story short, the guy uh, reaches into my car and then to the ignition, he tries to grab my keys. Oh my goodness, then people. I grab his hand. He's a big guy. Then I grab his hand. I'm like, Jack. Your yeah. judo came out. The mm. judo came out. <laughs> so now he's like, ah, go. His other homie, you know, I was like, homeboy, who do you think you are? Then I'm like, who do you think you are? Because mm. I don't know. What if you guys are thieves? So I was like, mm. I'm like, no, how do, I, how do I know you guys are not thieves? Yeah, right? for real. Anyway, we have this whole exchange. Uh, then I think he got cut by my keys and oh, whatnot, wow. whatnot. So when all was said and done, I got out of the car. We had a conversation. Then I was like, no, but you've got to understand that you can't just come here and tell me At that. 7 p.m. Yeah, because I don't know who you are. Then yeah. they're like, we're impounding your car. Then I was like, no, you're not impounding my car. You know. But long story short, is when I when the whole thing had finished and I was driving, I was driving home. I thought, okay, was was that good what I did? Like, but then also I was like, no. But then these guys were being were. I was coming from church. We'd had a very nice worship, <laughs> worshipful practice. That so so now I was really ticked off, right? Mm. So I'm just saying. So in situations like that. Is am I supposed to just be nice and be like, no, these guys might, you know, because I'm I'm pretty sure they were they were like the guards there. I don't know what they were, right? But I'm like, am I supposed to just sit back and be like, okay, fine, hear my keys, hear my keys, because that's what they wanted me to do. Then I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. So to what to what extent then? No, actually, they didn't want your keys. They wanted you to pay something. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. 
So um, I almost wanted to swear, them, to be honest. <laughs> then I was like, no, but okay, that then the Christian in me I was like, no, you can't swear at people in public. So <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm just I'm just playing I'm just playing. But my, my point is, so in situations like that, where do we draw the balance between being a good Christian but also having to stand up for yourself? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because you had righteous anger because you felt like you were in the right to some degree, even though there was a clear sign. I don't know if it was righteous, but thank you. <laughs> no, but as in the way they went about it, yeah. it was just like a bully tactic, right? Exactly. It was like two against one and it was in the dark, like they weren't explaining themselves. Like, I don't know. I feel like... Well, personally, I feel like you did the right thing. Were it me, I probably wouldn't have done that. Also because I'm a woman and I would have been by myself. And generally, I don't, you know, raise my voice or anything. So I probably would have given them my keys. It's happened to me before, actually. But not at night, during the day. Yeah. And then they just got into my car. They didn't even have a conversation with me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, when you feel like you're standing on the side of the truth then I feel like you should speak your truth. Oh, no, not your truth, the truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess in situations like that where you are, I don't think you were necessarily in the wrong to react that way because they are infringing on your rights. Mm. They are in, yeah, and rightfully say, you didn't know if they had produced some ID, ID. that, yeah. look, we are CID or traffic police or whatever, whatever. Obviously, you would have complied. I, yeah. I hope you would have complied. I, I would have complied. <laughs> but they didn't. So you had a rightful... You had the right to resist whatever they were trying to do because they were being aggressive towards yeah. you. But I guess it's also how you then respond. I don't know the rest of the story, but, you know, picture... I guess picture that guy now coming to Sunday service and seeing you. And to me, leading worship. So, because they asked me where, where I was coming from. Yeah. I said, I'm coming from a, from church. Yeah. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm coming from church. <laughs> right? And church goes, I'm even on my church. I don't Homeboy. Now, now you're just trying to push my buttons, man. So... Yeah, but I will say though that I I also have moments where maybe somebody cuts you off in traffic or something happens and you really were like want to pull a zap at them. These people are gonna think I'm just like <laughs> this really just, like, I am. Yeah, I'm still working out my salvation, guys. But seriously, there the are moments where I just feel like pulling a zap at someone, and then I just think, no, let me pray for them instead. And I actually do that, yeah. you know. So so those moments do come. Then I. I have moments where I behave otherwise, but I'm just saying, how do we, how do we strike that balance as believers? That whole, be innocent, but also you've got to be shrewd True. in the in, in how you. That's tough, man. So I think for. Okay, by the way, you are Christian. You are, you pray for people who cut you off. I would, my brother. I I would have taken sometimes, not all the time. Yeah, like, okay. I mean, I don't react to them. I it's just in my mind I've dealt with them. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Uh, um, but you know, I'm thinking of. I'm trying to remember. So it was the letter to who? Um, to which church? Where Paul says, some of you say his letters. 
are heavy yeah. and you know are direct but when we see him he amounts to nothing mm. right you know so i'm thinking i'm just thinking i'm sort of thinking that paul was striking a balance there mm. you know because you find in some letters where he talks about you know we hear there are men who are doing this mm. throw them out of the church so that mm. the devil may deal with this body mm. yeah you know and and you're just like yo mm. you know he's being direct he's being brutal but it seemed like when you met him nicest guy he's ever. He's the nicest guy on earth. You know, he's... <laughs> hey, I was going to say a statement, but... Yeah. Uh, just, just drop it. Just drop it. <laughs> I'm like, but he's soft as wool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, so... Um, and obviously, you can't be writing letters to everyone, but, but I think there should just come moments where planned moments mm. i think it's, it's, it's about being intentional say okay today i'm just going to go and be heavy then after i've been i'm heavy to my peers it could be i'm going to give him a hug mm. you know um but it's it's needed you know those letters were needed yeah um i mean uh, yeah i would think that's how you'd strike a balance the like intentionality that. not mm. not in response yeah, in sorry, in reaction. Yeah, in sort of in response <clears throat> to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you have thanks for that, Romeo. Um, then you have Christians who are just abrasive, also. Mm. Yeah. So I've come across people who, even leaders, just people fire who, by force, by fire, by force. You know, people who are just unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes it's all in the name of that's my personality. Um, often, and this is not to pick on anyone, but I've I found that often people who have a prophetic bent or who claim to have a prophetic bent. Sometimes they can be quite direct mm. and quite um, un- unpalatable in, in the way that they do, they do their things. And I, I often wonder, I'm like, hmm, is, is it that you, you are really just, is, is that how you have to be in order to deliver a word from God or a message from God? Or is it that is it just your personality mm. that you're excusing because you don't want to to change, mm. you know? So I have met people who've actually hurt people with their words, but all in the name of no, you know, this is the word of God and this is this is who I am. Of course, you know, largely within charismatic church mm. circles, but so stuff like that often also makes me wonder that, oh, guys, aren't we now just being a- abrasive? You know, just for the sake for the sake of it, and we're we're not considering our fellow brethren in the way that we're talking. Yeah, I think there's gotta be. I mean, there there are times where you have to be firm, but not necessarily abrasive. So now you have to question things like the fruit of the spirit. It's it's not a fruit of of the spirit at all. You know, you were talking about gentleness. We're called to be of uh, of a gentle spirit. So that contradicts that. So you're wondering where is that fruit? So I guess. Most of the time, that's actually now the person and their character that they're probably still dealing with. That's or the lack out. thereof. <laughs> mm. But then, I don't know if you can really say that because a lot of the time, how a message is received has a lot to do with those the hearers of it. Yeah. So, offense is taken, not given. So even if someone's approach is not the best, nah, there are just some people that, <laughs> that, that that are prophetic but abrasive. You get what yeah, I mean? But I if, it's coming if they're from, speaking no, facts, guys. But there's also prophetic people that will 
Guys, know, when prophets were sent to cities to tell people, you guys need to repent because you're all evil. If you don't, it's late for you. Do you think they were doing it nicely? No, that's why I, I said there's, there's, there's boldness and abrasive. Mm-hmm. you get what I mean? Yeah, but I'm saying for the, those receiving the yeah. word, they must have thought, they're so brash. Like, why are they just yeah, coming but, at us like that? But that's why I said they probably instances where you have to have a certain tone mm. but there are some prophets that are just <laughs> always abrasive yeah. it's just like that's that's them Default. and they use yeah. that as an excuse to say you know it's we are with the prophetic mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i need some water uh, and of course you know this is not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this doesn't just apply to pr- prophetic people only yeah um but then Okay, which brings me to another question. Sometimes people just have personalities that are yeah. more maybe aggressive or strong, stronger, mm. where they're just not very nice people. So should people like that now start being nicer because they're they're Christian? They're, they're Christian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, there is this one usher at your church. Woo, that lady. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. But isn't that the work of the Holy Spirit that's transforming our character and bringing out the fruit? Yeah, but if the person doesn't see what they're doing as wrong, they're just being honest, then who wears the Please fruit of the, the Spirit? Name of that, I don't know her name. Off, offline. I can describe it to you, but I don't know her <laughs> <laughs> name. <laughs> you know, like, because they're just being honest, and they're just doing their job. So, where does the fruit of the spirit have to do with that? No, but there's, you don't you don't always have to be aggressive. No, but that's what I'm saying. Situation. It can be received as aggression, but they're like, I'm an usher. I have to seat people. These people are sitting in the wrong place. I need to deal with them. Like that's her job. That's your service. No, even but you can do it gracefully. <coughs> time, time, service. I'm talking. <laughs> So maybe no, no, no. But uh-huh. I, I do get it because I'll, I'll, I'll speak about an Asha from our church. My Asha's a Yeah, may her soul rest in peace. She's actually late. Oh, but sorry. she was actually very good, but full of grace. Mm. But still would get the same, you know, desired you outcome. Know, outcome. Mm. Like she would be quick about it, but you could tell she's being sincere. There's a sense of urgency, mm. but she's not rude and she doesn't come off mm. like anyone. There's no one who could say, ah, no, but I'm offended. Mm. They could mm. see the the grace in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a way. There's a way in which you can treat people and they see the urgency, mm. but they see that also you haven't sort of, you know, commanded them or ordered, ordered them to do something. Can yeah. I take it a step further? Yeah. So you run a business yeah and you employ peeps from church yeah so when people are used to seeing you a certain way well lessons lessons have been learned but when people are used to seeing you in a certain way at church yeah you're pastor keith yeah you know they, they view you a certain way yeah then you somebody's looking for a job and then they come and start working for you yeah when you're at work, you're at work. Yeah. You're trying to get things done. You've got clients, you've got deadlines, you've got all sorts of things happening. Yeah. Then now they see the other side of you where it's like, yeah, like, hey, are you stupid? 
can't imagine him saying that. Though. But <laughs> I run a business with this guy. You don't, you don't, you don't know what he's capable of. No, he wouldn't. Anyway, so um, no, I'm joking. He's yeah, he's got his moments. So, so the but the point is, and then now people start seeing the other side of you. So you 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 run a an interior design company. Mm-hmm. Now you've got somebody from church that you... But then this person is messing up or they're messing up deadlines. So, of course, you know, you're going to have to step into a into a mode where you're a leader, you want to get things done. Mm-hmm. Often what then happens is that some church folk, not all of yeah. them, see that and they're like, ah, that guy is fake or that guy... Because mm-hmm. they're expecting to be treated nicely, patted on the back, but they're messing up the order. Or You see what I'm saying? So, so I think a lot of it has to be context-driven. That exactly. if you come to work, if you got well, the advice I, that I agree with, just don't employ people from church. That's so bad. Yeah, you should actually. That should be the opposite, though. But yeah, anyway. it should be, but yeah. things yeah. don't always work the way they should. So, <laughs> but it's. I think it's for that very. No, of course, maybe not as a hard and fast rule, but I think you've got to be very careful. Be careful. There's a certain level of maturity that needs to be there, also based on the size of the company, etc., etc. But my point is. I think people also need to learn how to um, make the shift. If Romeo is directing and we, we're at a shoot and things need to be done and Romeo says, hey, you're being silly or whatever, you've got to understand that in that moment there are things that need to be done. Yeah. He doesn't have to be nice about it because then afterwards you can go for drinks, you can, you can talk nice. But I think yeah. also a certain level of maturity is needed often in the on the receiving end mm-hmm. where we understand what the context is that mm-hmm. that's i definitely point. agree that we don't always need to be nice because even that's just that's all i wanted to be told even jesus watch out world <laughs> like, uh-huh. there's always that, that scripture that scripture i mean we actually tried to break it down in church but we haven't fully broken it down which one the, the scripture about the lady when he goes to Sidon and He's trying to rest with his disciples. And then this woman comes. Oh, the one who tuned, tuned the crumbs. Yes, Gigi. exactly. Mm. And she says, Sha, be my child, GGGG. And Jesus is like, Sha, I can't be taking the, the children's, children's bread and, and giving, giving it, to it to dogs. It's like that analogy is quite offensive. It's deep. Mm. Very. It's based deep, based very on what was actually happening yeah. between the Samaritans and, and yeah, the Jews then. yeah, Exactly. Oh, they weren't Samaritans. Though. They were Gentiles. What? They were from Sidon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So they were worse. <laughs> Samaritans are kind of half Jews, so yeah. they're because Gentiles, the Gentiles are, yeah. are worse. <laughs> so, so that sort of thing. But I don't think she took offense because if she took offense, she wouldn't have said. But you know, the Even dogs have, come. you know, her comeback game was and strong, exactly. man. So there's and Jesus was like, "Shab, because of your faith, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, he could have stood his ground and said, nope I came to the lost sheep of Israel, not giving you that miracle. Mm. Yeah. But you see, what, what I'm saying is that he, I don't think he was nice about it by giving that yeah, analogy. Yeah, no. No. But he was still full of grace. Ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he was. So, because by I calling think, a dog. Yeah, but I think it's the way he said it that gave her the confidence to do a comeback. Yeah, I guess we, none of us would because be. Because if you think she also, way, they would She have. also understood the context, the context. The context. of what yeah. he was saying. And she like, knew what yeah. she was asking was a yeah. big yeah. ask. Yeah. It was a big... But I also still believe, this is my belief, not the Bible, my understanding of the belief of the Bible in that I think it's also the way he said it. Even mm-hmm. though it was offensive, 
I think there were some elements of grace in that, in mm. the way he said it. It was truth. It was tough to take. But I don't think it was done in a derogatory way or right. in a kind of way that will just make you feel like, ah, mm. you know, I feel yeah. worthless. Mm. Romeo, you're going to say something. I was, I was going to say, but doesn't also tie into what Tanya was saying yeah. about how the receiver also offense yes. is, is taken, you know, is taken um, that she understood what, what, what they were saying. I can imagine also the time when, you know, Jesus says, you know, on this, uh, thou, when Peter says, thou art the Christ, you know, son of yeah. the living God, he said, you know, it's not by flesh and blood, you know, he gives him all this, you know, like, ah, he's feeling strong. Mm. Then he's not talking about his death. You know, Peter's like, no, He's like, get thee behind me, Satan. And you're like, but, you know, I, I don't know what his reaction was. It's yeah. not written. I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would assume he, he would have understood the context. Hey, yeah, <laughs> we hope so. Because this, this is what Paul says in, in Colossians. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Mm-hmm. Not sometimes, always. It's mm. a tall order, man. There must be that element of grace. Sure. But okay, you see, I get that's great, but <laughs> persistent with salt apple. I feel like we err on the side of being bland almost because mm. we don't even want to say anything mm. to even help a situation. Like right. you'd rather just keep quiet. And that's to me unseasoned completely. Yes, yeah. as opposed to being seasoned with salt. So maybe we need to be taught or learn somehow to be able, like Romeo was saying, like conflict resolution. Like where, in which scenarios should I actually say something, and which ones should I let it slide? Isn't there some famous saying about injustice continues because the righteous sit and do nothing or don't do anything? I don't know something. Some. Yeah, Luther, I don't know. It's one of those. Sounds profound. But yeah, like <laughs> when the righteous are silent, a lot can happen in the society mm. because we think we're keeping the peace. That's true. That's actually very true. true. Um, another thing, as you, my pastor, again, I'll refer back to my pastor, introduced this thing that I really loved a couple of years ago, which was about, it was a sermon that I think gave birth to this culture during that time in our church, which was having difficult conversations mm-hmm. with people. And I found that what it did is that it allowed for <clears throat> people to start having difficult conversations. But that, even my, I remember my, my mentor saying this to me, that we can disagree on something, we can confront something, mm-hmm. and still separate it from our relationship. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that if there's if an issue... The issue yeah, exactly. The... If you confront an issue, it doesn't mean that <laughs> we are, uh, we are, you're attacking the relationship itself. Yeah. Which is where I find that a lot of us struggle. You know, if, um, if somebody comes to you and says, you need to deal with this issue in, in your life because it's, it's not proper or whatever, we tend to then take that personally and we mm-hmm. feel personally attacked. For example, if I can just go there... If somebody, if somebody like says, "Hey, bruv, like you really have like bad breath, right?" And, <laughs> or if someone constantly offers you a breath mint, like constantly, mm-hmm. one of the rules that I learned is that never turn down a breath mint. Mm. I think, yeah, just have mm. that as a, as a rule. That that's an aside. But if then maybe there's something they're trying to say. Okay. Further to that, if somebody then says, "Ish, I think I've got a friend who's very honest with me about stuff." 
like who say to me mm, dude i think the way you're talking to that girl was a bit i think you kind of went overboard or he'll be like mm, yeah just leave but he's very honest with me and there are moments where i'm just like hey this guy just leave me alone <laughs> But I've come to appreciate that because he's doing it out of out of love. He's doing it as a as a fellow brother, and I've learned that just because this particular person um, will confront certain things in my life, it's actually made our relationship stronger. So I'm I'm just saying that I think it's something we have to learn because to you're do. Mature enough to receive what he says, R- right? Properly. So so there's that. But I think if we can also just learn how to. Not necessarily be nice all the time, but I think we can have difficult conversations mm. without our relationships being undone mm. by that. Mm. Yeah, I guess the trick here is it's not about um, being silent or letting it go, letting it go, or letting it slide, or yeah. shying away from the difficult conversations. Because mm. here, even in this scripture, saying let your conversation. So you, so there you has are to be having one. that conversation. Yeah. That's good. Let it be seasoned with grace. Okay. You're going to speak okay. truth. There we go. Mm-hmm. But let it be seasoned with grace. Yeah. I like that. So at least there's a conversation yes. that is had yeah. in the first mm. place. So I guess it's, it's how you conduct that conversation. And obviously yeah. you have to ask yourself which ones yeah. are really necessary and which ones. Yeah. Are no. like I've, I've learned the hard way. I've been married <laughs> 10 years. The 10 I've learned years. to... To have conversations seasoned with grace. Because <laughs> certain words will cause certain reactions. So now you know which words not to use. But yeah. still, you still have to have that conversation. But and the married people are all laughing. Because uh, they know. <laughs> but now, here's a question. I guess yeah. I'm going to just throw this in. Um, so it's funny you, you're talking about marriage. That's, that's what came came to mind. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but doesn't this conversation isn't it different when we talk about because I'm, I'm when I'm looking at everyone here I'm assuming there's no 2k here mm-hmm. um, because for no, us definitely. yeah because for us this is learnt yeah I feel like we we grow up you know in in, in families where you're told you're young shh mm-hmm. you know yeah. if you if, if if you're having a discussion with your father chances are you are the one who's wrong mm-hmm. you know yeah. so. But when I listen to these younger ones now, ah, they will say what they want <laughs> when they want. You know, if they don't say it to you directly, then chances are they'll pull you to the side and just be like, yo, um, I didn't like this, 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 this. So I guess my question now is, does does this discussion apply to the ones who are going to be our age Eight years, nine years from now. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it would. Because, like you said, I guess that's also choosing your battles and knowing how to pick a moment of speaking versus one of remaining silent. <laughs> I think there's a time for everything. <laughs> so, these people, I think maybe the culture they've grown up in, it hasn't really taught them about the timing aspect or. The mm. the time for everything kind of thing, whereas they just like ah, I'm gonna speak my truth, which is not always helpful. Yeah. Further to that, I, it also depends on what we're using as the basis for um, our interactions and the basis for truth, because what Scripture says remains no matter what generation we're right. in. Yeah. 
And so if we're talking about it from a worldly standpoint, yeah, that's very difficult because they're different yeah. standards. But I think if we're talking about it from a Christian standpoint, mm. then when all is said and done, we can talk of culture, we can talk of upbringing, we can talk of all these things. But I think everything has to come come down to what scripture says, yeah. and that has to be our guiding light. And I think that should apply to everything. So even the issue about people who are just more aggressive and mm. and all of that, that everything should be... The moment you start behaving a certain way, we should you should always go back to scripture to say, mm, is this aligning with what scripture says? Yeah. Am I bearing the fruit of the spirit? I want to read the scripture quickly before yeah. I forget it. T Mac, I know you want to say something. Uh-uh. You, well, you're, you're giving me the eyes. <laughs> just looking at you. Okay, cool, cool. I know I. Yeah. I did though. Yes. Cool. I do want to say something. I, I know. You always want to say something. So First Corinthians thirteen. <laughs> It's the love chapter, right? Um, And it says, love suffers long. Um, This is from the NKJV. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not... And is kind. Love does not envy. Not nice. Kind. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Mm. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. Mm. Um, so kindness, I once heard a sermon by, I don't know if I should say his name. I feel like he's not allowed anymore. Yeah. Um, I was like, who are you talking about? I feel like he's become persona non grata, but, um, he, he, it's a sermon on marriage actually, Mm. which, which is, I think the title is I, Isaac, take he, Rebecca, Mm. brilliant. I know that's sermon by, by heart, word for word. There we go. There we go. Yes. So, Let me choose my wife. Wow. So how does that affect Am I not the one who gave you the sermon? You did. Yeah, you <laughs> pay your tithe to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but he talks about kindness yeah. in a way that I'd never heard before. Yeah. Where he says there are many reasons to disagree, there are many reasons to confront us, but there's never a reason to be unkind. unkind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's. That's pretty deep, right? But as as I've grown older, as I've I've thought about it, I realize it's actually very true that you can be kind without necessarily being nice or being a walkover or whatever. Mm. I think we have, we have a distorted view of kindness, mm. but th- but there's never a reason to be unkind mm. to someone. Yeah, you know. So maybe if we can, and I've been trying to apply that in my life, you know, where I'm like, mm, shut it. okay, maybe I was a bit unkind here unnecessarily so i think also just using those kinds of guidelines to say uh because then it says love is kind Mm. so so if we have that proactively to say i actually want to be kind to people even people who are not nice to me and i think there's a difference between being kind and being being nice Mm. so is that a homework to go figure out the difference of between niceness and kindness perhaps yes and there are instances where you need to use them I like to use, and I know you guys are going to be like, what the heck? But I like to use this example. My wife loves chili, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I've never heard her, when she eats chili, I've never heard her use the word, this is nice. What did she say? She just likes the taste of chili. Yeah. She, and she'll do all those facial, wow, wow. Chili, it's going down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But she likes it. Because that's what it is. But you can't say chili is nice. Can you say it's nice? It's mean, not. For people who like it. No, no, but I feel you. I feel what you're saying. You get what now. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whereas if you 
eat something really nice like a delicious cake or whatever you say this is nice mm. so what i'm saying is that there's a place for certain things where it's appropriate where you need to be a little bit chilly uh-huh you I know see. what i mean you I need see. to be a little bit yeah mm. bit of a zap thing. exactly <laughs> Ayo, but Anzi seasoned with salt. Salt as well. You can't say salt. Well, I, I guess you can. I like your analogy, though. I think it's. I think it's a nice. good one. But yeah, I guess it's it's a case by case basis, and also in moderation. It's not going to have like the whole bowl of hot chilies that's <laughs> yeah. going to go south. Mm, but yeah. it's the right amount okay. of chilliness that just can enhance. Yeah. Enhance so what, so what, what are we saying? Do the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we saying? What are the take home points? Well, I'm a, I'm a go look up kindness and really understand what it means. I agree. Be kind. Yeah. I agree. But not always nice about it. Yeah. I, th- yeah. That's my takeaway. I really need to figure out the difference. And you, while you were talking, and then before you read the verse, I thought of Joyce Meyer. I know a lot of people don't like her, but I like her. Um, and she talks about how God worked on her personality because she admits that she was a very brash person not nice to be around she used to be impatient and then she marries dave who's like the complete opposite of her and yeah like through her internalization of scripture and through prayer she feels like she's been softened from that hard exterior that she used to have to someone more <laughs> i was about to say nice but to someone kinder because she was not kind before life had done an unborn and i think she'd gotten hard so yeah it's possible yeah. for which happens as well actually yeah that life mm. can just do i guess for. an example and i think you know my wife does it quite well sometimes is you know when you meet those people in the streets and mm. they come begging mm. some people are not kind mm. you know what i mean but she's not nice about it but mm. kind about it in the sense that she will roll up and say hey do you have a job? What can you do? Mm. You know, why are you begging? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. She's not being nice. Because yeah. being nice will just be, I'll take out the dollar or whatever yeah. it is. But she'll ask them tough questions. Mm. But she's being kind enough to try and help the person. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas some people will just be unkind and just be like, I don't want to talk about it. And then, you know, yeah. drive off. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's a really good example. Yeah. So cool. I think, yeah, we just need to figure out what, what the difference is between the two. Yeah. Because I think we do each other a disservice when we could give each other feedback that could improve the person. It could be a growth opportunity, but because we want to be nice, mm. we let this person continue as they are and they go out there and embarrass us all. And another thing we need to, to watch out for is the society we're living in now is actually driving more and more towards niceness or agreeableness mm-hmm. where but no i find that that's only applying to christians still because we are the ones who are called to be tolerant yeah 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 so so actually yeah so that's the point right that which is we are all being pushed by society to agree on certain things mm-hmm. and to adopt certain values and certain beliefs mm. and if you don't subscribe to this then you are whatever bigoted yeah. intolerant and that can easily slip into our walk as Christians as well yeah right that way where we if if somebody's preaching stuff that is not consistent with biblical truth they must be confronted mm. say ah that's shady if a brother or sister is behaving in a way that is untoward there should be 
a way to tell them that you we expect better from you mm. as a fellow brother and fellow sister in Christ. Mm. If if somebody is hurting people or using their words in a way that doesn't build, there should be room for us to say, "Hey, hey, Koda, you're out of line here." But I feel like we've become we're becoming so agreeable and wanting to <laughs> to cater to each other's feelings so much that get along to go along get along to go along exactly that we we don't wow. value truth anymore and in the process if if we don't value truth then we're always going to rise to the level of our own mm. values and opinions but mm. truth by nature by definition is exclusive truth by definition can be confrontational yeah mm. and can be uncomfortable so i think as christians there's that as well where mm. We we need to always then uphold the truth as as the standard, mm, as uncomfortable as it may be. Yeah, yeah. And awesome. even I think the Bible also gives steps. You know, confront them as a single person. If yeah. not, take them to leaders. Correct. You know, like you're gi- actually given steps so, mm. um, of how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah guys, this walk <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot to learn daily. But yeah, that's my takeaway. I'm I'm gonna go look it up right now. <laughs> yeah. Be kind of. I me. shall share. Oh wow, you! I'm nice. Oh, oh yeah, I'm nice to you actually. <laughs> <You're very> nice. <laughs> Mostly nice, <laughs> which is what I need to move away from. Actually. Yeah. Too nice. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, thank you for listening. Romeo, thank you for joining us. Thank we you hope you much. come back. Hope we didn't scare you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your hair, man. Thank you. It's very cool. It's, uh, I was inspired. <laughs> I won't ask by what. <laughs> I was about to actually say that. I'm like, oh, this might not be the space. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Please join us on the socials or wherever you listen to this podcast. Please leave us a rating, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, wherever. Leave us a rating. Let us know what you think about the podcast and keep listening. Share it with someone, someone who is too nice. <laughs> <laughs> needs to learn to add some chili to their conversation. <laughs> All right, guys. Awesome. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.